Welcome to GovCast. I am your host, Managing Editor Amy Kluber. The U.S. Digital Service says itself that it is transforming how the federal government works for the American people. It does so using design and technology to deliver better services. One of the USDSers embedded at the VA is Kelly O'Connor, who's been at the agency for four years now. Her motivation for the work done at the service is pretty personal, as she'll explain. She is driven by a desire to make a difference in veterans' lives. And as you'll hear, you don't need to have fancy certifications or specialized degrees to get your foot in the door. Here's her take on the importance of human-centered design and agile methodologies to carry out USDS's mission. Kelly, thank you for joining us on GovCast. Thank you. Excited to be here. You're from New York, and you have served in previous positions with Deloitte and Gartner, as I've read. How did you come into your current role? Thank you, Amy. So I started my career after college, actually, with the Trump administration as a secretary on Madison Avenue. So I've kind of come full circle working with the administration. But in 2015, I was hearing a lot of what Bob McDonald, the former CEO of Procter & Gamble, when he was secretary of VA, I was hearing him talk about things he wanted to do at VA, and it got me really excited. I've always been drawn to service. And so I started researching positions that I could work at at VA, and then I hooked up with the digital service and Marina Martin, and it was kind of a perfect match. So it's been the greatest job I've had in my career. I feel very, very grateful to have worked there. So for you, the VA came first and it connected you with USDS versus the other way around for a lot of people. It did, exactly. That's interesting. What are some projects you're currently working on? So when I started in 2015, Secretary McDonald was talking a lot about consolidating websites. So the VA.gov website was a very fragmented, disjointed experience for many of our veterans. And so I had done a lot of that work at Deloitte with consolidating like statewide government websites. So I thought, oh, I can go and help with that. So if you look at VA.gov today, it looks very, very different from the VA.gov of 2015. And that's because our team has used tools and methods around human-centered design and agile and DevOps. And the main thing is we've gone out and talked to veterans about, like, what do they want? How do they use the site? And how can we make it a more user-friendly site for veterans? With that in mind, what would you say a typical day looks like for you? It can be pretty crazy, but in a, in a good, good way. So you might be having meetings with customers within the VA, so many stakeholders. As part of the digital service team, we're all Schedule A. We're a little bit different, so I'm a Fed, but we're on two-year tours of duty. So it's kind of, think of a Peace Corps model. But we're a tiny, tiny team at VA. VA is the size of a a Fortune 8 or 9 company. So we couldn't do anything without the awesome career service VA employees we work with. So there'll be a lot of meetings and working with our VA colleagues. There might be some direct contact with veterans. There might be discussions about policy. There might be sprint meetings or usability testing. So it, it just depends on the day and where you are in your sprint cycle and increment cycle in terms of launching and shipping products. How important is things like the agile methodology and DevOps, as you've described, to accomplish some of the things that USDS is really at the forefront of technology-wise? It's really important, but it's a means to an end. So Like I started my career, I was a high school teacher in New York as well. And I'm an English major. I'm not a really cool engineer or designer, but the technology to me is a means to an end. So I'm very conscious of the jargon and the word salad when you get in these meetings and you hear people throwing around agile terms. 
it's just a way to deliver good products to veterans. So one of the things that VA has done to institutionalize the way they want to work in the future is they've consolidated all of new development and operations under one organization. So they really are taking DevOps seriously. My boss, Bill James, is very committed to taking a more modern approach to delivering and shipping digital products that meet the real needs of users. So that's been really exciting. And you mentioned your background is more, you know, you were an English major and then with your work at Deloitte and Gartner, you have more of a business management background. What is the difference between that and something that's more user oriented mm -hmm. or product oriented? It's radically different. I feel so lucky to have gotten the position at Digital Service. I feel like a misfit every day. So when I started in 2015, I was working with a team of engineers and designers from Google and Apple and Twitter and civic tech organizations like Code for America. So I came in with my bag of tools from Deloitte and Gartner, like, when are we doing our integrated project schedule? And I used email all the time. That was really funny. I'm like, why is no one answering email? They're like, we're on Slack and GitHub. I'm like, what's a GitHub? So... <laughs> Really, like I tell this story because I have a lot of empathy for people who don't know product management. You can learn it, but it's very different. It's a culture change, and it's very different from the way I've worked, but it's much better. And so I feel like I've learned everything I know about product management in the past three years on the job with my colleagues, and it's been amazing. Do you think there's a trend to shift toward these things federal, government-wide? I think it's starting. It's such a great time to come work at VA. So the example I give is think of the hundreds, think of the thousands of digital products government has delivered over the years, right? Some of the most ubiquitous technology has come out of DOD and government. But if you go to USA Jobs, which is the way you apply for a federal position, and you search for like a product manager or a product owner, lifeguard will come up, pharmacist will come up. We don't have that in-house capability. So what VA has recognized is most of their team, their IT team, are trained in project management, which is about delivering on time and on budget, which is important. But VA has taken the proactive approach of saying, we're going to build a lean in-house capability around digital product management and human-centered design because we know product management is important too. So while project management is plan-driven, product management is user-driven. That's why I think it's such a great time if you're out there and you're and you're at all interested in service and working on issues you care about and having an impact, come work at VA. What are some of the issues that really drive you that the VA has kind of taken on to improve? So when I joined Digital Service, we're about 200 people government-wide. We're at many different agencies. I only wanted to work at VA because my dad's a combat veteran, a Vietnam combat veteran. And so I would see him, and he's 70 now, but he's on his iPad, and he's trying to get his prescription and going to the Buffalo VA. And I'm like, this just doesn't make any sense. So for me, it's a very personal mission about just serving veterans and making their digital experience with VA on par with the private sector. And if you hear our um, chief technology officer, Charles Worthington, talk about our modernization vision and strategy, it's making VA digital products on par with the private sector. And I think we're going to do that. You know, I can completely relate being an Army brat myself and dealing with the Veterans Affairs ecosystem and with my father. But I've noticed that VA really has been at the forefront of some of these technologies now that I'm integrating into the private sector away from the military. It's been a culture shock. It's very different, both in a good and bad way. 
what are some of the technologies that are in the private sector that may be informing some of the VA's efforts? Tapping into emerging technologies is really important. So I think one of the constraints with government, though, is process around contracting and acquisition and budgeting. So even tapping into maybe some emerging technologies that software as a service, VA is being very proactive about how do we modify our procurement and our security, like they call it authority to operate processes. So as an example, a VA doctor might want to use a SaaS product, software as a service. That's a few hundred dollars, no personal sensitive information, no health information. It could take that doctor a year to buy that and implement it at VA. And what I love is our, our IT leadership is like, that is not acceptable. We need to speed the time to market and take a common sense approach here. So I think that's really exciting. Now, I also noticed you are involved with TED Talks. Can you go into that a little bit? Sure. So I used to be very nervous about public speaking. And <laughs> since the TED Talk, which is the most terrifying thing I've ever done, I am not sounds I am not afraid to do any type of public speaking. So I'll shift a little bit. So this has nothing to do with VA. This is a personal TED Talk. My sister died from prescription opioids about two years ago. She was 44. It was a total shock. And I decided, like, just as part of therapy, I have to talk about this because the shame and stigma in our family was very much in denial and never had an honest conversation about substance use disorder. So in my reality, my sister died in a week of opioid addiction. And so I worked on that TED Talk for a few months and gave it up in Albany. I have another sister who's a registered nurse and went and did it and got through it without being hysterical. I think, again, it goes to like service. So I want to serve. I'm really lucky. I have great background and education and lots of opportunities, but I've loved working in government and serving. And so the TED Talk and the opioid advocacy work I do is kind of in the same vein, but just on a personal level. Well, it seems like your motivation has been very much tied to service, and you've been able to find the right channels to get into in order to exercise that passion. So it's very kind of inspiring to, oh, thank you. to be able to match that up in your professional life as well. I was wondering if you could go into more about the human-centered design. What does it mean for something to be human-centered? Right. That's a great question because it's so simple. Like, I don't understand why every single government agency isn't doing this with every product, you're literally just going and sitting with a user. It can be as easy as watching them use your product and see kind of what they think is supposed to happen or what goes wrong. So I'm not a design expert or user research expert, but if you do usability testing on your products early in the design phase, you can do it on paper prototypes. You only need five users for a significant sample and you'll identify 80% of the most egregious design errors. So. What I don't understand is in government-wide system development life cycles, they usually leave testing to the end or the middle, whether it's user acceptance testing or operational test and evaluation. You should be sitting with users very early in the process. That's just a business strategy that will save you time, money, and rework. You've mentioned a couple times now that you're not really technically inclined or technology inclined you know, with this podcast equipment, I can set it up, I can run a podcast. Don't ask me about sound engineering. How do you overcome some of the hurdles that might be presented in being so technology focused mm -hmm. without knowing much about it? I think it comes back to like some really good career advice I got when I was young. I'm old now, but when I was young and it was 
be yourself and talk about what you know. So when I joined the digital service, we have an amazing team. It's one of the most concentrated group of talented people I think I'll ever work with. But one of the reasons I feel very old on the team is I'm one of the only people who ever carries cash. <laughs> so no one on our team even knows how to deal with cash. But I'm like, you know what? I have to be myself and be who I am. And it kind of just all works out. So I think it's good for our digital service team to have people like me on the team who bring a different perspective because our user base brings different perspectives. And so different users have different preferences. Now, a large effort at USDS is recruitment. What does it take to be a successful USDSer? I feel like I have a unique perspective, but to me, it's just passion about something and um, the ability to to execute. That's a great summation, really. What does the VA look for in terms of having a USDSer on its team? What does that synergy look like? I think there's a natural kind of challenge to that. Our team ranges, but we're 30 to 40 people at any given time at VA. VA is 360,000 people. So I think it's kind of like the Clayton Christensen innovators dilemma. You've got a pocket of people who are kind of different from the rest of the organization, but it's really important that we blend into the fabric of the organization. So I think it's really important for digital service, and we have amazing relationships with the career service people at VA who we couldn't do anything without them. Like, I don't know anything about VA benefits and health. Like, I depend on my counterparts who are career service people who are awesome and just as innovative as we are. So it's kind of figuring out how you have a small pocket of outsiders come and work with this agency and adapt and blend with the agency, which I don't know if we figured it out yet, but we're trying. And part of working at USDS is you are kind of appointed to these terms. What does life look like for you after your term? Yeah, I wish I didn't have to leave. So I renewed. I'm one of the longest people there. So we have two-year terms. You can renew one time. So I'm on my fourth term. A few of us have stayed four years. So I will probably go back to where I came from and go to, you know, a great consulting firm. But I'm always drawn to I will still want to do like their government practice or I'd love to do something with social responsibility. Um, if I ever win the lottery, I will go be a community college teacher. So we'll see how it goes. But I think working with a high-performing, small, empowered team is very exciting to me. I don't think I'll be able to find the mission passion outside of VA. That'll be difficult. But working with a small, empowered team of talented people is, is still very exciting to me. Where do you see the work that USDS is working on currently progressing in the next maybe five to 10 years? I think it's limitless. I think that is the way we transform government. To me, one of the biggest root causes and challenges in government is attracting talent. There are so many people out there who want to serve, but one, they can't get through USA jobs. It's really hard to get an interview. And two, they maybe don't want to have a 10 or 20 year career in government. So I think the whole Schedule A tour of duty Peace Corps model is the answer to a lot of problems. Like get people into government who are passionate about an issue to work on something you can do a lot in two years. And then they go back to where they came from and everybody wins. If there's somebody maybe listening to this episode who wants to get involved in government, but maybe doesn't have like the degree to work in it or the skills, or maybe they're in a completely different industry, how can they get into government using USDS? 
So USDS has a website. They can go apply on the USDS. I think it's USDS slash join. If you're interested in working at VA, I can name names. My boss is like, please give my name. <laughs> Tell them to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. And that's Drew Michael Gard. He's wonderful. It's M-Y-K-L-E-G-A-R-D. So connect with him. We want people on our team. And it's an awesome team. Well, if anything is reflected on that based on your path and your service, I think that would probably attract a ton of people. Well, thank you so much for this interview. This was a great insight into how USDS works a little bit and how it takes advantage of a lot of modern technologies and modern processes. I very much appreciate you sharing yours. Thank you. GovCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to governmentcio.com slash podcasts. GovCast is produced and hosted by Amy Kluber. Edited by Chris Edwards. Theme music provided by Big Hoax. If you're interested in sponsoring a podcast, contact us at sponsor at governmentcio.com.